This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, are you an auntie, an elder, or an old head? And are any of those terms offensive? We explore ageism and mortality and talk shit about old exes. Have you heard of nigger fishing? Iggy Azalea has, but this song isn't about her. And finally, women's empowerment. What even is that shit? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. All right. Do you remember, girl? Oh. <laughs> in the park, you and me. On what? Weren't they in the park? <laughs> after dark. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought they were saying. In the park, after dark. On the road, you and me. I thought they were in the... Two dawn, two, three. What about us, girl? I thought they was in the park after dark. I was like, that's that's where you be. Doing when, it when in it's the a park. Secret. That's another song. That's a whole other song. <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is, is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. All right. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. We're recording late, but I feel awake because I ain't got no job. <laughs> So Tommy, Tommy, what's his name? Tommy Sean, Sean Strong. Oh, I didn't remember his last name. Yeah, Tommy over here. Was it? That doesn't know. feel like it. That was his last name. I never name. know people's names. Yeah, Tommy though. Yes, you, you Tommy. I am Tommy. You ain't got no. I job. embrace that. He, he stayed yeah. looking well rested. When I was unemployed, I put um his name as my Instagram name. I like it. One time. Okay. No one got it though. cool 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 if you'd like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast you can use the hashtag t with qj on all social media use it on twitter use it on instagram we follow that shit we retweet that shit we repost that shit we talk back all that good stuff and other listeners can do that as well yes use the hashtag pod in and that is a now listening hashtag and that allows people to know that we exist and find us so yes use that hashtag pod in use that hashtag also thank you to josh aka at phase funk on instagram of talking shit podcast for helping us record be sure to check out talking shit podcast he's also currently one half of kinks with kiki podcast so check that shit out too they are doing a live show in december Mm -hmm. that's talking shit podcast so be on the lookout for that shit yeah josh is the opposite of jay he has all the jobs (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) what do you not do all right i I, I do have shit to do but okay i didn't say you didn't have things to do okay all right so do you want to tell the people what libations are yes libations are when we pour something for the homies our ancestors the people places and things that give us black joy this is our section where we pour libations that is right so jay what are your libations this week my libations oh i was on for all nerds podcast yes, earlier yeah great La- episode last week i was yes i really enjoyed it oh that's awesome thank you for listening i know sometimes i'm on a podcast and you're like i, I couldn't finish it <laughs> <laughs> so it's it- hard for me to opt into things yes. that i wouldn't regularly listen to Got it. and even with that some things i was like i don't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. but i knew what jay was talking about right, so right, i'm like right. yeah that's I cool do this. thank you for listening yeah so thanks to everybody who listened to that episode of for all nerds that's the podcast formerly known as Fanbro show i will leave the link to the episode i was on in the show it's notes it's a great fucking episode y'all thank you really i had an great. amazing time i was so like honored and excited to be invited over there i've been listening to that podcast i think 
I feel like either when from when we started this, which was yeah. almost five years ago, or mm-hmm. a little before. I think a little before. Yeah, it might have been one of the podcasts that I started. Because we went to one of their last show, and I was like, "Who are these people? Why are we here?" And you're like, "It's this show," and I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah, I was super, I was super excited. Yeah. yeah. So I've been like a long time like listener and supporter of formerly Fan Bro Show, currently for All Nerds Podcast. Yeah. So it was really exciting to be there, and I got to talk with DJ Ben Hamin and Jeff J says. I think Tatiana was on a secret mission, so I don't know where she was at. But I was honored and excited to be there. And we talked about all type of shit. Yo. Yeah, it was really, really good. So be I sure to check it. out that episode. I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. Thanks again to everybody um, who has been listening and commenting. It means a lot. I appreciate y'all. Yes. Yo. What is your libation this week? So my libations is for baths. So mm-hmm. I told myself that I was going to start taking like a bath once a week. Okay. Like have a time where I'm kind of just like relaxing and like I don't bring my phone in the bathroom or anything. And I just kind of just lay in the water mm-hmm. and soak. And I did one Friday night, mad random, like at midnight. I just mm-hmm. put, the, put the water on. I had some bath salts, some natural bath salts. And it was herbs that I brought. Maybe like a year ago that I had not used. I have mad bath bombs I don't use because mm-hmm. I don't take baths. Right. Um, so I used some of that, put the um, bath bomb in, had on some music. I laid a lavender candle in the bathroom. Yeah. And I just laid there and just was like thinking. And it was just really, really nice. I was in there. I soaked for maybe like half an hour. Then I showered because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to flash that shit off you. Of course. What is it? Gross? <laughs> but it's nice. So I'm going to try to like do that at least once a week because it was nice. I'm not like I don't meditate. I don't really do that mindfulness stuff. Mm-hmm. How people sell it or say you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm much rather like those calming times or moments or whatever. Right. That's how I kind of relate to those kind of spaces. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to try to do that once a week. But I really, really enjoyed my bath. And I get why when we were kids, we enjoyed them so much. That's exciting. Yeah. I always, when it comes to, I do like a bath, but I get afraid of like shit getting in my vagina. Like fucking bath bomb stuff and like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, well, I, for me, I use stuff that's like natural stuff. Okay. Um, so that's helpful. And then when I was in the bath, I was thinking about how, like, anytime there's like movies or like things where women go through lots of things, for some reason, they, they take a bath mm-hmm. to like wash off the trauma or like mm-hmm. kind of like, it's usually that's usually like the first step when it comes to like, let me like move on or something like that yeah. i don't know i'm thinking of a lot of period pieces and like um color purple you know the stuff like that mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i need to do this more often right yeah so i don't know do men not bathe i don't because i'm thinking of cinema also mm-hmm. and you and never see, see somebody them. taking a bath not a man no and they, they go through they go through trauma too but you mm-hmm. know what that makes me think about how trauma for men in cinema is just presented differently. Like, usually yeah. in these scenarios, a woman is a victim of something yes. and then she gets in the fucking bath. Mm-hmm. And men don't portray themselves as victims on cinema in the ways in which they are in real life. Yeah, you know? totally. And then even in real life, they like to pretend that shit didn't happen and not talk about it. And Yeah. <sighs> the world. Yeah, but I like my bath. And Good. Back eventually, to Eventually, I think at some point... I'm going to take a bath and someone else is going to bathe me. But mm. that'll take time. But yeah, someone's going to bathe me. Mm-hmm. I foresee that in my future. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I like this libation. Thank y'all. I'm going to take a bath with something natural. It's not going <laughs> to irritate my tune tune. That's good. Do you want to tell the people how they can donate to this podcast and why that shit is important? Donating to Tea with Queen and Jay. You can do that by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Donations help us maintain this podcast, progress this podcast, keep the light 
on the, the lone light, the lone light, the lone light of love for this podcast that's burning, the lone candle <laughs> in our mutual hearts for Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. Yeah, so Keeps that is burning. what donations do, and there are two ways that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. The first way is monetarily, and you can do that by going to our website, like I said before, teawithqueenandjay.com. And on our website, we give you two options. Two. The first option is our PayPal, and that is where you can put however much you want. However many times you want to, there's however no commitment. However you want it, however, however do you need it, I okay. That's my part right there. I <laughs> like, there was a, like who was in the studio? Like we need something. I lower. Um. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay, back to these donations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that is our PayPal. And then we have our Patreon, and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. Um, we're only asking for $2 a month. $2. But you can give more or less. That is up to you. But that is a way that we, um, all of that is ways that we sustain this podcast. The other way that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is by sharing us, is by tweeting about us, is by sharing us on Instagram, um, subscribing if you listen and you haven't like committed to being a part of this on whatever platform that's right leaving us a five star rating is an awesome thing to do Mm -hmm. on Apple Podcasts leaving us a rating wherever you listen to this podcast yeah on Spotify I don't think you leave ratings on Spotify on CastBox whatever you listen to Mm -hmm. you know Stitcher leave your mark let the world know that this is the shit that's right Mm -hmm. so we have some donation libations this week we have some new patrons and our new patrons are Dawn Jody. Emerald, Melissa, and Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all have the names of a women's group, a girls' group, right? Dawn, Jody, Emerald, Melissa, Sarah. Oh, when I see Jody, I just think a baby boy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Stop right. cheating on me, Jody. Jody! <laughs> Okay. Um, We also have, thank you all for becoming new patrons. We appreciate you. you. We also have a PayPal donation this week from Vashti or Vashti. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. And they say, I'm a Fabi recruit. Abrazos. Hey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome. Um, Thank you, Fabi, as always, for shouting us out. We appreciate you and sharing us with your listeners. Thank you so much. And thank you, Vashti, for your donation. We will use that shit to get home this evening. We will. Because we're in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So this this is helpful. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. Mm -hmm. All right. What else we got going on? Yo. So we've been saying that we would have details. For our live show? Yes, our live show on December 10th. And guess what, bitches? We, we got, got details. Yes, we do. Tea with Queen and Jay live show will be in partnership with WNYC, which is fucking dope. Um, it's their podcast mixtape series, and that is on December 10th. We've been telling you the date, mm-hmm. so you guys know the you date. You have reserved the time off already if yes. you need to. Yes, we, we've told you. Got a babysitter. Exactly. So it is at the Green Space, and that is located on 44 Charlton Street. Doors open at 6 p.m. Show starts at 7 p.m. sharp. Okay, so just to talk about time real quick. Okay, okay. That I know. That's right. I don't really believe in time or like that. So when we say 7 p.m., it's going to start at a white man 7 p.m. Yes. So we know that on time typically means means 30 minutes to an hour after the actual time depending on the function that you're going to so if i throw a party at seven i don't mind if you show up at 7 30 mm-hmm. 8 o'clock or whatever that's fine yeah that works because the party starts when you show up it's cool yeah but this particular event doors are going to open at six and we're going to start at a white man's 7, 7 p.m yes. so really 
really what we could say if we're talking about the way that you and I relate to time or the way that I relate to time is at, at least show starts, starts at six. six all right starts at six so show up for a six o'clock okay. show and we'll be starting at seven o'clock yeah on the dot yeah a white man's it'd dot it'd be crazy if you buy a ticket and then you come at eight and then the show is over that would be awkward <laughs> that would be awkward yeah yeah so come through we want to do it with you we want you all to be in the room we want our listeners to be there yes, people who do. actually listen to the show and fuck with us bring your friends yes if they don't listen to the show that's cool it'll still be a good time we want to do all the shit that we do on the show live with you in studio yes look at us cute and stuff doing the show hello we'll leave the link to this in the show notes if you are one of our patrons you already got the link hopefully yep. you will have started buying your tickets if you are on our mailing list we sent you the link yesterday yesterday that's right yeah so well, get I, on it yeah and if you're listening now then now you know but um the exclusives went to the patrons and the newsletter people okay this cool one, yeah okay so want to get into the show let's get into the show Queen. Oh, you're so loud. Sorry. Yes. What kind of tea are you drinking? Um. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. God damn, I need these airs. Sorry. So I'm drinking watermelon lemon zinger tea. All right. And I feel like Josh gave this to me because I'm black. <laughs> oh my god. No, that's not why he gave it to us. But it's good. It's sweet. Okay. <laughs> I personally don't understand why this flavor exists, but it's fine. It could be a lemon zinger. It almost tastes the same to me as lemon zinger. Wait, let me taste it again. Yeah, I don't taste the watermelon. I don't know. But this is a brand that we don't typically drink, but it's delicious. And we're in Josh's loving home. And so we'll drink what we're given. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he offered lots of cheese. Yes, we had options. This is what I chose. But um, anyway, so that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns, Jay? She, her, they, them. Mm-hmm. And what are you affirming for yourself this I'm week? I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially healthy without trauma. Okay. So, Jay. Yes. What do you affirm for yourself? I affirm that I am rested. I am organized. Mm -hmm. I am financially wealthy without trauma. I am healthy. And I am currently, right now, self-employed. You Um, are. That's right. That's right. Do the bogle. That's my happy day. Hey, hey, hey. She's not doing Um, bogle. Well, I'm restricted by the microphone. (laughs) But yeah, I'm currently self-employed. And I'm about to make mad money. She is. Because I know the other thing she's doing that y'all don't know yet. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So I'm leaning into all that shit. So I feel good about it. I'm so happy for you, girl. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. you. So those are my affirmations. I feel good about them. Mm -hmm. I feel good. I feel black. I feel blessed. I feel excited. Yes, yes, yes. So this week, we're going to Work It Festival. That is a a woman's podcasting festival. We're super excited about being there. If you're listening on Tuesday, we're already there. there. It's happening on Tuesday and Wednesday. So we will be there. It's taking place in Queens. If you're at Work It and you see people who look like us, just come and say what's up. It'll either be us or another friendly black woman. So (laughs) um, say what's up. Everybody is there to like meet and greet Mm -hmm. and talk to people and shit. So say 
hello. Queen is actually on a panel yes. that's happening. That's Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. So the panel is either happening right now, if you listen to this as soon as we <laughs> drop. And so hopefully you're there in the room uh, yeah. or it happened and we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. Yeah. Tell us more about it. So yeah, so the panel that I'm going to be on is called Who Tells the Story of Our Future? And that's being moderated by Sam from the Inho Uprising. As you know, she's part of the Bad Bitch Brigade. Hey. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to read a little piece on what this panel is about because I'm not a good freestyler. So here we go. How do we use podcasting as a, as a tool to ensure that we tell the story of our future? Hear from women podcasters of color and tech, from medicine, cybersecurity, genetics, robotics, blockchain, the importance of intersectional feminists. Approach to tech-focused podcasting and actionable ways to make the field more inclusive to diverse creators and listeners. Yeah, And that's what I'll be talking about. Drop the hammer, Sam. Yeah, Bring girl. the pain. Girl. This is going to be really great. We've been talking about how she's going to do the panel. Mm-hmm. And it's the opening panel of, like, the fucking festival. That's so, exciting. Like, I'm, I'm with it. You I'm know? with the shits. I'm excited. I'm with it. And I see you on the panel with Bridget Todd, the host of Afropunk. Is that what it is? Afropunk Sessions. Mm-hmm. And what is that other podcast that she does? Stuff Mom Never Told You? Is that yes. what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And Janina Jeff, host of In Those Jeans podcast. That's one of those new podcasts yeah, that's wanna, being presented I really want to hear that one because I really like genetics and shit. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's a new podcast. She won, I think, the Spotify Bootcamp mm-hmm. Challenge thing. And yourself and Sam from Inaho Upright. I'm yes. fucking excited, yo. This is excited, and it, it'll be nice to see you. I know that you are a science enthusiast and an annoying science person. <laughs> so I'll say something. You'll be like, that's actually not how it works, even though nobody asked you. <laughs> You're also a Virgo, which makes this more irritating and annoying. So it'll be nice oh, to see Jay, you in I a place so where loved. these things are welcome. Good. You so should. Loved. You should. You should. You should. You're annoying. So, that's you know. how you tell me you love me. It is. I do mm-hmm. what I can. I do mm-hmm. what I can. I get so, it. Yeah, so we look forward to seeing you all there um, right now, this very second, because mm-hmm. that's probably when it's happening. Yeah, right, so. right now. There we go. I just dropped some fire bars just all now. Right. All right, cool. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing you on that panel. Thank you. Me yeah. too. Well, I can't see myself, but I'm looking forward to the panel. <sighs> so, yo, Jay. Yes. So I was on the social meets, and I stumbled upon a Twitter account called Wanda's World. Okay. And she had a thread where she's calling out People that people are calling nigger fishers. Okay. So it's this thing called nigger fishing. You okay. Have you heard this? I did. I was on the social meds as this was developing. I think I caught a thread that popped up after. Mm-hmm. I think the first thread. A yeah. Few, there were a few, a few threads of them going, going around. around. The one I noticed was Wanda's world. But um. Yeah. Yes, I did see this thing called nigger fishing. Nigger with the hard R. Yes. Nigger fishing mm-hmm. like catfish. But nigger like fishing. fishing. So this is all these are white people who are like on Instagram using kind of Afrocentric kind of identifiers or features or some of them are just like tanning themselves enough to like look black or like biracial. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are calling right. it black cosplaying. So which... instead, so basically instead of a catfish, which for anybody who doesn't know, catfish is when you present yourself one way online yeah. or on a dating site and then in real life, life you're, you're somebody, somebody else. Completely different. So a nigger fish in this case is supposed to be white folks presenting themselves online as, as black, black or black mixed race people yeah. and actually being whole white ass, whole ass, whole ass, whole ass white folks. <laughs> Aryan, that's funny. <laughs> Whole ass Anglo Saxon, mm-hmm. yeah. You I said was, people were calling it black cosplay. Yeah, which I was. I don't. 
I wouldn't call it that. I I would call it black fishing. I don't know why we gotta be why it has to be a nigger fish. I don't get that I am either. An actual and I was trying to person. figure out who exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to Google to figure out who made up this term, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't. It didn't go down to like a single Twitter account or a single yeah. person or whatever. So I don't get why it's even called nigger fishing. Like hard R nigger fishing. Yeah, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't understand the um toying with the word nigger as like the term for black folks mm-hmm. like in jest yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't Agreed. really i don't really get that there's that there's wigger which i never i mm-hmm. never liked that because if you're trying to tell me that this white person is acting like a black person can we come up with something else, else? Yeah. why are we use it why why the, why is the term nigger always infused in this yeah why do we want to use this term so bad mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah i feel you Out, outside of our um the casual kin- kinship usage in which some of us use that term yeah outside exactly. of that shit why are we playing with that i don't get it i don't get that like so a First, the word makes me uncomfortable because mm-hmm. for reasons that you just explained. Right. But then when I'm looking at the accounts and seeing the people who are are partaking in this, it's just like, wow, white people are so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing this? Right. You're fucking weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you so weird? Okay. Why are you trying to put some kink in your hair? Why are you like... Well, why is... um weird. Why is Kylie Jenner? At least she's still white looking like her skin tone. Her skin tone. I agree with you because I do think that Kardashians everything else that they do are everything else to this. Yes. Everything else that they do is to present like a black girl. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. Like to, to present like a light skinned to present actually as the ideal vision of like what beauty is to whitewashed urban society mm-hmm. right which includes black people yeah who then reconsume their own culture by way of whatever the white folks have appropriated that culture to be mm-hmm. and then sold it back to us you know what i'm saying so the kardashians are giving us light-skinned biracial black yeah, girl yeah. Mm-hmm. black girl realness you know yeah. what i'm saying is there is their goal right mm-hmm. and so i think that that's what these black fishes that's such an easy thing why not just call it black fish i don't get it either. why is it a nigga fish anyway uh, yeah i don't know that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So Kylie, while she while she has not presented in blackface, even though haven't there been some shit with the Jenners with them like like tanning or some shit? I don't. I know. I don't know. I don't play close enough. Attention, right. For to the most for the you. most part for the most part we see Kylie. All other aspects of her image are an imitation of black culture. She wants to morph into charlie baltimore like that's what it looks mm-hmm. like she's mm-hmm. trying to like right, right, who is right. a light-skinned black woman right like mm-hmm. she's weird it's weird yeah it's weird i don't understand it i don't get it and it's like i think the reason why they're calling it nigger fishing as opposed to black fishing is because these people they're looking black but they're looking like urban black people and not just looking like a oh, black person and those are niggers yeah right so i thanks guys yeah so i think that's why it's nigger fishing and not just black fishing because it's, it's a particular kind of black person okay that these people are trying to look like it's, a, it's an urban black person Mm. Oh, what people, what what media says an urban black person looks like, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they are calling it nigger fishing as opposed to just calling it black fishing, because it's not just about looking like any kind of black person, mm-hmm. which is gross. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So from what I've seen, um, so these are white women who are tanning and freckling themselves up. 
braiding their hair and taking it out to look wavy and curly, getting box braids, increasing the size of their lips. And it's not, it's one of those things where if you just came across this person for the first time, you would think that they were black. Mm -hmm. You would think that they were black. And so they're being exposed with their old pictures. Pictures. People are finding pictures from way back when, when they look like everyday uh, white folks Mm -hmm. and uh, are putting those up against current pictures. A few of them, they'll say, okay, so this person has been exposed before. So since their last exposure, they've stopped darkening their skin and now they're just like kinking up their hair or, or whatever. It's interesting. But this is not anything that people haven't been doing. Mm -hmm. People have been doing this. This is not like, this is not a new The only thing that's new is the the name that they're calling it right now. Mm -hmm. Which is why I was just like, wait, what is this? Like, because I agree with you. Like, why are you calling this nigger fishing? But yeah, we, black people, our looks, we've we've just always been appropriated. Or people have always tried to use what they thought was the good pieces of us and right. try to benefit from them. Like uh-huh. that's something that's just continuous and yeah. that has always happened. It was just weird. It's just so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Why mm. people, why are you so weird? It's interesting. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm processing this as we're talking about mm-hmm. it, but it, it's also kind of like a global phenomenon. Like to what I was saying, what I was saying earlier about them appropriating or mocking like selling us back our culture to an extent Mm -hmm. like it like goes into this filter and then they take out the stuff that they think is still like white aligned and like the best right so these are all women who are now presenting as light-skinned black women or like Mm multi-racial looking black women or whatever with the long curly hair or the exotic exotic right yeah the exotic the foreigns yes you know yes i don't know I don't know. It's really it's weird. It's interesting. It makes me think about, I feel like we let so many other people do this. That's how I feel. Like, remember that guy? I don't know his name because I'm not known to know names. Mm-hmm. Remember the one who used to do the, it was a viral video with the boy. I think his name is Dan. And Dancing Dan? Yeah. Is that his name? That's his name, right? Dan Rue. Yes, yeah. Dan Rue, who name, yeah, yeah, yep, who was yep. outed to be this white boy who everyone was assuming was a light skinned yes. um, black man, and he's a white boy, mm-hmm. and so it's for me. I think the thing that jumps out the most. It seems like when black women see white women do this stuff, we make them pay. Like we like drag them. We like let it be known. Like don't do our shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like black men hold white men as accountable when they do that shit Mm. like they're able to white men are able to blackfish more and get away with it and kind of like nah he's just this like i don't know it's like i feel like black men give them a pass more than Mm -hmm. black women do because like when we see that shit we just call it out like what the fuck is this i think when we talk okay so i think there's an interesting dynamic when it comes to i don't know maybe maybe what i'm about to say is false but i think when it comes to the way that our image is manipulated in the way that our image is looked at. Mm -hmm. I think I was going to say that I feel like the image of black women is so like our physical being Mm -hmm. is so shitted on that when white women then turn around and present their physical being to have curl now. Okay. So now my hair is kinkier and now my skin is darker and now my lips are bigger and now I have a big butt and all the things that 
that black women, our physical appearance gets shitted on for. Yeah. So what we see is somebody being rewarded for the things that we're always shitting on, like mm-hmm. our, our actual physical being. Yeah. And I feel like for black men, their actual physical being when it comes to like beauty and attraction and what's accepted it's is sh- often it's um, not shitted on. Like it's not shitted on in the same way, and I feel like it's often what's the word, eroticized. I mean, black women's bodies are too, but in a way, I think that's more like like mainstream, uh-huh. exoticized and eroticized. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to slavery. The ideal masculinity is that oftentimes of, of, of a, a black, black man. man. The assumption yeah. that oh, he's tall, dark, and handsome. Even though you know people describe white men like that, which I, I will we'll never understand. But that's a white They're thing. Fucking weird. I don't get it. They're fucking weird. You're right. Um, but the idea of uh, black masculinity being the strongest, being yeah. the mm-hmm. most masculine, mm-hmm. the most alpha, the most dominating, yeah. the most, you know, having a huge dick or whatever. And that idea of masculinity that, that makes it like, okay, this is the ideal masculinity, but it's also the monster that I need to kill, kill and, and then I want to get rid of and then I want to exterminate and then yes. I find a threat to me and all this stuff. So I feel like the ways in which the appropriation manifests itself, mm-hmm. I think it feels a little bit different for black women because in terms of like what's beautiful, you've been telling us we're ugly our whole lives mm-hmm. and then shorty over here gets a tan and does the shit that we do and it's, and cute, it's cute and this is the and ideal yeah. and shit like that. And mm-hmm. I think even though this goes more into um, like light skin privilege type stuff, when we talk about urban environments yeah. and us, I would say being, being from New York or anywhere you're at where it's, it's perhaps a melting pot of diasporatical black people mm-hmm. and I'm including that I'm including within that Spanish speaking Latinx yes, folks yeah. who have been touched by the diaspora and you're living in these environments where the ideal is light skinned black women the ideal is um Dominican women, Puerto Rican women, mm-hmm. of course, light skinned. Yeah. You know, if I can't get a light skinned one, is she at least Spanish speaking or whatever? Yeah. This kind of exotic. Does she have the right kind of curl in her hair? Right, right, right. And so I feel like we all know white in our in urban environments, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're, we are diasporatically mixing yep. and living close to one another. We all know white presenting Latinx folks who they are the ideal because they are mad white but Mm -hmm. they still have all the shit that the dark-skinned black girls do Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they still are you know drawing their lipstick over the top of their lips so that their lips look bigger bigger. they're still um standing a certain way so that their butts look bigger they're still trying to emulate what the dark-skinned black girls are doing whether it be dark-skinned Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, whatever, they're still trying to appear like that, and yet they're put on this pedestal as the ideal type of woman in this neighborhood. Yeah. Regardless. Regardless to whether we're talking about black American men or whatever. I have relatives who be like, oh, yeah, um, you know, my girl is Dominican. Did it? Somebody told me that, like, it. first of all, I didn't ask you where your girl was from, but they told me but that they say it like, like it was like a prize. A, like, like, a, like it was yeah. something like, like mm-hmm, oh, she's course. a doctor. All the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Yo, my girl, an astronaut. Yeah, yeah. One of my like, cousins, not the cousin y'all okay. are thinking about, so I have to say this to my family, not, the, not that cousin, the other cousin. One of my cousins <laughs> was like, yeah, she's Dominican. Like it was a, like it was a tick off her resume. That's crazy. It's weird. Jamal, not, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> no, but like, it. remember that rapper Iggy Azalea, and how no one remembers Iggy Azalea. I know. Let's but, move on. But, no, I'm but, just kidding. But there's I'm a reason why we don't because yes. black women were like, nah, nah, we're not doing but this there today. Are white 
rappers or white presenting rappers who exist like her, mm. who exist in that space. Like, what's that boy? I call him Teriyaki. Terry Takashi. Oh, Takashi. The white presenting. Is that his name? Takashi69? I call him Teriyaki. But, like, who. I wouldn't say appropriating because he grew up in the space, but, like, it's a white presenting Mexican person screaming nigga. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's okay. I I don't get it. But, like, black women, like, we, we make sure we get problematic people like that out the paint well honestly we make sure we make enough noise so that other people will help get them out the paint because mm-hmm. really even though we've been talking about how iggy azalea and um also wa- sorry while we're here okay dragging and fuck okay. you to our bronx homegirl j-lo you fucking played yourself you're gonna do a big booty song with a whole white woman you fucking um, dumb bitch i didn't fuck with her for a long a long time you fucking dumb i say that often bitch. on the show you use you use the bronx and you use your urbanness Look, and you use all of that I all don't of that trust. let me finish sorry let me finish before i forget you use all of your fucking all of our black girl shit when it's convenient for you you use that shit and then you get to you get to the top and you get to do a pop song and you do a big booty song with with, I got a big booty with a whole white woman as the rapper when it's all type of black girl rappers that got big booties. But when like the, it's a joke, her booty is not it, even though. real. But think about it though, and this is why I've always had a problem with J Lo. She'll fuck our men, but she don't even have black girl friends. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that shit from the like when I was a kid and I would see like Puerto Rican girls like that. They'll fuck with all the black boys, but all of their friends were like just the light skinned Puerto Rican girls. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with black people. J Lo don't fuck right. with black people. None right. of your like where's your black girlfriends? Right. None of them. Of course she's not gonna have a big booty girl on her video. She don't even talk to black women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fuck you from the door. Sometimes I forget that happened, and I still fuck with you because I remember you I and I like I you. But I remember today, so <laughs> fuck you, J Lo. Oh fuck, well. fuck that. But look, yeah, sorry. We... Oh sorry, this is what I was saying about Iggy Azalea. Right. So we, sorry, I, that whole thing is just it's been it's been in my head. It was been on my spirit. I had to let it go. Iggy Azalea. We had black women have been saying this is some bullshit for the longest time with her black scent and with her butt and with all the all the black girl things that she's getting like praised for or whatever, yeah. right? We have been saying that, but people didn't really start fucking with it until black men who had, I guess, listened to us or whatever, finally decided to say something. When Q-Tip started tweeting at her, when other people started tweeting at her, like, yo, you're a problem. But it's like, yes, black women, we lit the flame for this, but nobody paid attention until men started saying anything. Yeah, but if a, a... We need a you need a man to say stuff because that's just right. how shit is set up. Right. Men aren't even saying stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is my point. Right. They're not even saying shit. They just be letting shit slide, and I don't fucking get it. Like, yeah. it's weird. Because yeah. white motherfuckers, white men, white presenting people have been black fishing for a minute, but black men don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. They just let it pass. You know. So. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on that. It's really I did not expect your random J-Lo rant. It, sorry. It, I've never it's fucked been, with her. It's and been I bothering me. I always was weird about people who fucked with her. Like, I don't know how you don't say It's been bothering me. It, w- it would come and go. She don't got no black girlfriends. It would come and go. My feelings for J-Lo would come and go here and there. I'm always a black girl who has a Puerto Rican friend all the time. Like, I'd be seeing that at the door. You ain't got no black friends. Mm-hmm. No black girlfriends. Mm-hmm. But you fuck all our men. Because we live in the same neighborhood. We live on the same but, fucking block. But, but you're not friends with me, though. <laughs> But you're not friends with me, though. <laughs> like, mm-mm. Okay. I be peeping that shit. She's one of those. I saw it at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like J-Lo because I like dancing and I liked uh, her back I when she was on um, that show she was dancing the stuff on. That I used to think that I thought these things because of my mom. Because my mom right. like doesn't like her. Right. Um, but as an adult, I'm like, yo, all that shit my mother was saying was right. She yeah. wasn't being racist. It's true. She actually was being right. And just an adult growing and like I've seen that stuff. But uh-huh. like, nah, I don't fuck with J-Lo. I think my favorite J-Lo commentary is from Rosie Perez <laughs> when she said about her dancing, you know. She was okay. <laughs> she wasn't the best. Oh, gosh. Um, she was okay. And that's why I fucked with Rosie <clears throat> Perez. Not because she down her dancing, but Rosie Perez was clearly like this a black woman. You know, like, oh, right, uh, right, she right. had black girlfriends. She yeah. like, what? You know, like mm-hmm. she was, you know? Yeah. Rosie. That's my aunt. Oh, really? Rosie Perez is your aunt? Like, basically, like me and, yeah, I grew up with her. Tell us a hey. Tell her we said what's good. Oh my God, we want to have Rosie Perez on the podcast. <laughs> can we have her on the podcast? Put in a word. I can try. Yeah, yeah. try yeah. it. Try it out. Try be it cool. out. Anyway, we won't ask her about J Lo. <laughs> we won't. We do want to talk to her though. <laughs> so fuck that bitch, Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you got the reference, you got it. If you didn't, I'm not going to explain it. Oh, gosh. All right. I'm glad I got yeah, that out. So, yeah. I'm happy you did, too. Yeah. It's been weighing on me, but it just ne- was never opportunity. And I go back and forth with my J-Lo appreciation. She's a pro- That's what she's a problematic fave. I forget that I have those. She's oh, a yeah, problematic yeah. fave. I, every, every, about every, every other quarter, I'll curse her out. And then I'll be like, oh, look what she's doing. She's so cute. And then, and then I have to curse her out again. Okay. Well, yes. when I realized that one of her videos, it was all... She has one video, and the choreography is from the present principal video. And I know that video by heart. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why did you take Janet's stuff? <sighs> well, Paula do stuff because I was a choreographer. But still, mm-hmm. don't be doing that. Don't be do- you can't be doing that, be Rosa. Doing that. <laughs> that bitch, Rosa. That fucking bitch, Rosa. <laughs> oh, shit. You oh, want to get into T-Mail? Um, Are you yes. done with these nigger fishings? I'm done with this nigger fish. Let's get in the T-mail. All right. So we got a T-mail. Yes. And uh, I'm going to read it. Yes. Are you ready? Yes, I'm As ready. always, if you want to send us T-mail, you can hit us up at twothqueenandj at gmail.com. Our tea friend says, hello, Queen and Jay. I love your podcast and look forward to getting some pennies together. <laughs> I saw penises. You are so annoying. I want penises. Okay. And look forward to getting some pennies together to make a donation. I'll also take penises, actually, (laughs) while we're here. Yes, see? I have learned so much from your podcast. I am challenging myself to be more intersectional, compassionate, and active, seeking justice and equity for all. There is something, however, I'm hearing not only from you, but from other podcasts focused on justice issues that I find hurtful. I want to talk about it with you to try to understand your point of view and share mine. Growing up, I had the great pleasure of having much older siblings. Because of my dad's first marriage, I actually have brothers and sisters 20 years older than I. I also have much older parents as well. So anyway, I had family and friends of all ages and folks were just cool or not, kind or not. Their age never came up. Yet, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I hear a lot of age-based references regarding quote-unquote old people and usually in the negative. I never felt badly about being a 40-something woman until I started tuning in regularly to podcasts. Age-based titles like quote-unquote auntie, when I get to decide when and where and who calls me that. So far, only my own damn nephews and niece. I don't want to tune out, but I could do without ageism when I'm trying to get my black joy, black love, and liberation on. I would love your thoughts. Thanks. 
Thanks, okay. person. Thank you so much for this. We appreciate you. I like to believe that even without intent, what we can say could land on someone else differently. And okay. how it lands is valid okay. to that person. So I don't want to be dismissive to that. Thinking, you didn't leave any examples when Jay and I were being ages or like talking about those things. So I'm just going to pull one out of my hat and this could not be what you were talking about. But I was thinking of our last episode and we asked our listeners if they wanted us to do the... Um, She's Gotta Have She's It. She's Gotta Have It review series. Of season two. Yes. And I know I made a reference of... Whoever wrote that was a 40-year-old. What did I say? 40-year-old? So some 40-year-old woman. Who only had sex with two people. Yeah, it got to that eventually. And yeah. straight. Right. And, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you were talking about that reference, it wasn't so much about the age. It was just so much about whoever wrote that piece was not connected to the other character at all. Right. So it was about, it was about the age. It was about the sexuality. It was about the sexual experience and like all of these other pieces. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why A stuck out the most for you, but that wasn't the intent. I wasn't just saying, oh, people shouldn't write that piece. It was mm-hmm. lots of other pieces for Nola's character that I thought needed to be had by anyone writing that piece. Be explored. Yeah. Yes. Not, or, right, yeah. right, right. That somebody should be speaking from a place of experience yeah. rather than kind of like narrating what they think a young what, person's experience Yeah, like was. what they think a young person yeah. experiences. So for me, that's what that was. Can if I, you would reference Can that. I speak to that yeah, sure. example? So what what I will say is last week when you said that, I did say, well, well damn, that sounded like a pejorative, the way that you said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I was hoping think that you did go on to clarify mm-hmm. what it meant it did in the moment if you were only listening to that episode if you had not listened to our review series of she's gotta have it we talked about everything that you were saying that this in the writer's room of she's gotta have it it felt like there was no one of the experience to which they were writing from yeah so she's gotta have it is a series about a 20 something pansexual uh, polyamorous, whatever, however, the other fucks yeah. that she described herself. And it sounded like it was written, however, and we know that there were women of mature age in the writer's room, yeah. 40 plus women in the writer's room. It sounded like, it felt like it was written from somebody who was experiencing younger people explore sexuality and writing about their perception oh. as a woman over yes. 40 of how uh-huh. they see these women's experiences and it sounded as if there were no women who lived that experience which we know that there are black women writers who are pansexual at minimum queer perhaps you know what i'm saying um polyamorous yada 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 and it sounded the perspective it sounded like it was coming from somebody who was not experienced in that but i will say that if you didn't have any background on that it could have sounded like we were just saying but I said it right after. 40 year old i said that some 40 then year you, old then you, you know, said whatever piece and then i said the other stuff right so it was within the same conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, yeah. but like i said i don't know if that's what you're referencing and you didn't tell us exactly what stuck out for you or what like struck you as us being ageist or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's just the most recent example that right. I could think of. Mo- moving away from like specific examples, mm-hmm. I will say that there are times, I will say it's something that I could be more mindful of mm-hmm. in terms of the ways in which we talk about age. And I have also listened to other podcasts because I'm a podcast junkie. Yeah. And I listen to podcasts who are like, oh, well, I don't want to be ageist. And then they go on like a 20 minute ageism like rant yeah. being wild ageist. Mm-hmm. And it's something that um, as a person of any age, sometimes we're not mindful of because you're just living in whatever your experience is in that moment. And unlike race and unlike 
sometimes disability. Like I'm never going to become a Native American person, but I am going to get old. Older. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're all Asian. Yeah, we're all gonna, Everybody is yeah. Asian. Is, we're all dealing with this experience that all of us right, generally have, will have. Or are having mm-hmm. or whatever. We're all gonna get older and we're all gonna die. Yeah. We're some of us are older. Some of us are dying. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm I not think dying. Okay. I'm I, immortal. Okay, of course. I think that some of us, while being ages, are we are all dealing with aging ageism age and what it's like particularly in podcasting what it's like to be a black woman in media of a certain age whatever age you are if Mm -hmm. you are 20 years old somebody wants you to be younger you know what i'm saying and i think that not all of us are dealing with it in a way that i guess sounds great you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. some of us are struggling with how old we are yeah that's that's Mm -hmm. a real thing so i think i understand what you're saying where you're coming from as someone who is older than i am Mm -hmm. but i also think that please understand that we are also aging please understand that we are also grown-ass black women who are dealing with our age our mortality whether it's somebody is is people right now who are w- trying to decide whether or not they should give me a bag based on the facts that that i'm not a 20 year old person mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying and so women and black women in particular since that's who we talk, talk about, about for the most part mm-hmm. are always dealing with even though our black don't crack we're dealing with age like it's, it's a to me it's a common experience and so again i'm not trying to diminish your experience but please also know that your experience is not a foreign one or it's not one that we can't relate to on any mm-hmm. level yeah we're all dealing with aging in addition to that i kind of want to address this auntie term me too i was waiting for you yeah like, so i feel like down. i understand that everybody doesn't love the auntie term for me culturally and I love it at, right and as an aunt like i am an actual auntie same but aside from that my my existence in the world is that of a black ass auntie yeah and so i'm comfortable with the term auntie when i refer to other people as auntie i mean it endearingly unless i'm making a specific joke about yeah. that particular auntie i don't even honestly i don't attach i don't have like age usually right. attached to auntie either that's I am not a, we are podcast I'm a, aunties I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a auntie yes like literally but i am also an auntie like right. i have been an auntie I think for a lot of my life, I think it's like we, I think it has to do like we had an t- uh, episode where we talk about aunties and we talked about how aunties have a different kind of agency because they have a different kind of responsibility right. than a mother does. Right. And that's what I mean when I say auntie, mm-hmm. like there's some kind of like carefree kind of like, mm, girl, yeah. you know, like to yeah. it, I don't, there's no age attached to that when I call someone an auntie, mm-hmm. honestly, there's just, a, um, there's experience there. There's some kind of like guidance there, right. but I don't see age attached to that when I say auntie, when mm-hmm. I call someone an auntie, mm-hmm. you know? Same. I was an auntie at my job mm-hmm. when we finally ended up having other black women there. I was an auntie because I yeah. had been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the old black bitch that was there when I got there was never an auntie, auntie to me because she wasn't no, she wasn't an auntie. She was actually, yeah. She was a hater. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was no comfort there. There was nothing. You didn't feel safe. 
And these are things that, for me, aunties represent. Yeah, so when I was talking bad about that hating-ass bitch who was threatened by another black woman in the office who was younger than her, I never referred to that bitch as an auntie Mm because she wasn't nobody's auntie, not mine or nobody's. Mm -hmm. I was an auntie to the younger black women who were there when they had questions about racism and hair and Mm -hmm. all type of shit like that. I was an auntie. I'm an auntie in podcasting. I've been doing this for a long time. People have questions. Questions I try and be a kind-ass bitch and an auntie. I'm an auntie to my actual nieces Nieces and and nephews. nephews. I'm an auntie to lots of other kids who I could be an auntie to because it's quite possible that I won't have kids. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I'm an auntie. That's what it is. And so I think that Yes, there are negative connotations attached to auntiness if we're talking about negative shit. I will never wear kitten heels. I don't care how many times you try and bring it <laughs> back. Never, uh-uh. That's some auntie shit yeah. that I'm not we doing. Rihanna tried to bring those shits back too and I was like, It nah. was cute. No, she it tried wasn't. it. No. I'm not doing it. She tried it. it. I'm not that type of auntie. Me neither. Okay? That's not how I move. So... I understand what you're talking about, about ageism and podcasting in general. I understand even there are very young people who say ridiculous things. I I just feel like that's not, I feel like, yes, I want, it's something I want to be more mindful of. of And in general, I feel like I I talk about and I like to encourage a lot of intergenerational spaces because I think there's value in that and that Mm -hmm. we should be sharing and i I don't think everything should be so segregated in terms of age and shit because you lose out on a lot of shit you You know what i'm saying and i think a lot of the spaces that we try and nurture at least are intergenerational Mm -hmm. friendly yeah you know what i'm saying the goal is liberation here and a good time and you can be whatever age Mm -hmm. to come and enjoy and experience that but also i i feel like every age there's an aspect of making a mockery of those who are older than you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of just like But that's that's a something thing. that's but older people make fun of younger people or right. they assume you don't know things or right. that we are, don't have the experience. So and it's these are not things to excuse, but this is something that we kind of transfer amongst each other, mm-hmm. um younger and older. Right. Yeah, and there's always going to be cuz we do have inter- intergenerational spaces mm-hmm. and I would say my family is very intergenerational when it comes to like um yeah, mm-hmm. like the way she describes her family sounds like my family. But we do acknowledge that there are some things that my mother is not going to relate to that I'm going to relate to right. because we have lived different experiences. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling her old, some old geezer because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. The but only she, geezer, she is of a different generation. The only geezer is that bitch Rosa from my job. Okay? <laughs> That's the only geezer. All right? Mm-hmm. That's the only old geezer ass bitch who mm-hmm. didn't want to be welcoming and friendly to the only other black girl yeah. in the office. That is an old bitch and a geezer. <laughs> But generally speaking, like, I think there are times when we reference age in a negative way if somebody is doing something negative. Yeah, if it's harmful. Right. Right. Like that whole season of She's Gotta Have It, it was was harmful, harmful. I think, to the generation of women that it was allegedly representing. Mm -hmm. And I thought I felt like it painted us in a negative light. And I felt like it was intentional Mm -hmm. and kind of made a mockery of young women exploring their sexuality it felt like this is what older women think of us Mm -hmm. and that That. where's the sisterhood in that Mm -hmm. so i think i understand what you're saying and i think it's something that i want to work harder 
on being more intergenerational in my yeah. language and be more cognizant of it and more cognizant of the way even I process my own aging or my own thoughts on that because something that I think is old, there are times when I'll, I'll call myself old and I'm in the presence of older people and it makes them uncomfortable and it's like, well, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that, but I should be aware of the language that I'm using and stuff like that. Yeah, but, and it's, I, I know for me, it's like, maybe for me, it's working on ways to, when I do talk about elders or people older than me, not be so dismissive about it when I say it, like mm -hmm. not use it as a dismissive, oh, you old, you know, mm -hmm. go over there, like cast away type of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of times it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. And that's something I could be more cognizant of also mm -hmm. when it comes to like not saying it as if they're in a throwaway pile. Cause they're definitely right. not. Cause I appreciate my elders and you know, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's my take well, on it. Well, I dated an older guy who liked to wear bootcut denim. And that was offensive to me. And so <laughs> I told him about it. We talked about it. I was like, you can't be walking around with me in that bootcut denim. It's offensive. It don't look good on you. It's not a good look for me. We should work on this. I'll go with you. We could buy more denim. Anyway, we're not together anymore. <laughs> I was like, but why are we talking about I just wanted to say that, you know, if you're out there, I hope that you are chasing a dollar bill down the street oh, and that gosh. you're shuffling side to side, scurrying in your bootleg denim and that people are laughing at you and you're old <laughs> well so, she hates that motherfucker i don't hate him but yes you do he's so stupid it's okay to hate him oh that's a strong word because if he came back i'd be like all right you got new pants you fuck with people you hate it that's true you're right yeah like like come on that's come on <sighs> okay all right all right sorry moving on moving on oh he just I, I reminded me that thing. my new vape came okay sorry. oh that's nice well at least he's vaping and not doing a whole ass hookah <laughs> that was our that last was strange. situation that was odd <sighs> gosh you okay. guys remember that right listeners okay but yeah so we hope that we answered your question in a way that was helpful yeah if not let us know yeah we're here yes i'm down to talk about it yeah, i'm down I to if you want to point out a specific example we could talk about that if you have suggestions we could we could talk I'm about down that. For that totally down for that yeah i'm down for this in the meantime i appreciate your letter i do too um let's take a break money 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 <laughs> money do you know what this year is um what's this year well it's 2018 but do you know what 2018 is all about what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women year. your money yes give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women okay, yo okay okay so, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week, week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TWithQueenandJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm -hmm. We have two options there. So two. Two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm -hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. 
That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black! All the time! All right. Yes. So one of my homegirls who heard about me being... <laughs> Fun employed um, or <laughs> getting laid amazing. off. They are. They are. Amazing. One of them hit me up to this opportunity that I don't want um, that I figured I would share mm-hmm. with you all because it is a good opportunity. It is. If, if you're you in that. Don't want to live in New York anymore. And you're in that field or seeking that field. Yes. So, my heart, this is a charter school opportunity. My homegirl hit me up and she says, Hey, I know you love NYC, but I wanted to let you know that the charter school network I work with in Memphis is hiring teacher residents. We have a program where we pay for a master's degree in teaching and provide a heavily supported on-ramp to becoming a phenomenal teacher. Our founder and CEO is an African-American woman and the overwhelmingly majority of our teaching and leadership staff is POC, mostly African-American, which mirrors the community which we serve. Anyway, not that I want to subject you to another traumatic experience, in the south we went to college together so that first experience was traumatic (laughs) so she sees me i feel seen thank you but i wanted to let you know about it in case you were interested or if you know anyone else who might be interested you can let them know they can reach out to me still loving the podcast best wishes on the upcoming live show thank you so I say, thanks, homegirl. Definitely not interested in moving to the South, <laughs> but I can mention it on the show. Thanks so much for thinking of me. So it is Freedom Preparatory Academy, and they're located in Memphis, te- Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They're a mission-driven network of schools where they're committed to sending our stu- their students to college. And so far, they've graduated two senior classes. Both had 100% of the students be accepted to four-year colleges and universities. They're on track to repeat that again this year. The website for anyone interested is freedomprep.org. And I'll put the link to my homegirl's email address for folks who have heard about this on opportunity on the show and are interested in this, cool. this thing, this opportunity. That's really so, cool. Yes. Thank you so much. For sending this to me, homegirl from college. <laughs> I appreciate you. I will not be relocating. Yeah. Can't do the podcast Thank on Memphis. Okay. Are you ready to get into news that's not news? Yes. Let's get into news that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news news that should be news but it ain't news because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways with a special segment by don lemon so here's news that's not news so jay Yo. do you want to tell our listeners what the news that's not news segment is yes news that's not news is when we talk about people places or things that the mainstream media are not covering mm-hmm. news stories that are being told but perhaps are being skewed for the comfort of mainstream white society oh, God. and so we tell the stories in the way that we think they should be told or yes. we tell them if they've never been told yes news yes. is not news and yes 
Um, so today's news is not news story. It's about me. Nah, I'm lying. It is not about me at all. A little bit. Um, I'm a part of the story, but the story is not about me. I am not the center of the story. So I have an app that called that is called Be My Eyes app. And I got this app in about the app says I got it May 19th, which is Malcolm X's birthday. Just wanted to throw that in there. And I got the app because I think I actually saw it on Twitter and I clicked it. And it's basically an app that helps you help blind people. So it's a video calling kind of app. Mm-hmm. And they, if they need assistance with something, they need to help to see something visually. They will use the app and then it calls people within the app. And then it's something that's used throughout the whole world. So when you sign on, you pick the language that you speak and oh, all of wow. that stuff. So it makes sure it connects the person with someone of the same language. That's cool. So yeah, so I did my first Be My Eyes call this week, yeah. earlier this week, and I was mad hype and excited. I am an idiot because I started fixing my hair as if the person, I don't know, I'm going to get better. I'm going to be a better person. So <laughs> That's my reaction when people FaceTime me. Like, let me look like. Let me look good as and, if no, it idiot. wasn't even about that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get better, guys. I'm going to do better. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I hope this woman, Um, she sounded like she had an Irish accent. So I hope this woman go through her cabinet and see what condiments were expired or not. Um, it took about 20 to 25 minutes. I felt really excited to just be helping someone because mm-hmm. that is my personality. But at the same time, I was like, yes, I'm finally like that's awesome. doing what I wanted to do and why I got this app. So it was really cool. And Jay was like, yo, that should just be our fucking news. That's not news story. Yeah, so, I had never heard of it. Oh, for real? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. So... The app is an iOS app, so you can have it on um, an iPhone, and it's also an Android app, so you can have it there, too. There are actually more volunteers than there are blind people right now on the app, mm-hmm. which means that, like, for me, I didn't get a, I didn't help anyone until November, and I got the app in May, mm-hmm. so it took a long time. Um, so if you get the app, don't delete it, just keep it. Eventually, you will help someone who is blind or who need who needs help visually um, eventually mm-hmm. it'll happen and it'll be the best experience of your life i don't know about the best but i felt really good doing it that's um, awesome like, tell the truth about that so yeah get that app get that app and um if you know people who are seen impaired or blind um let them know that that app, ex- app exists mm-hmm. that's exciting that was my experience i like I really it and what is it called it. again um, be my eyes app okay mm-hmm. i love it yeah. cool if maybe we can put a link or something like that in the show notes mm-hmm. so that people can learn more about it or check it out that is dizzle while we're discussing being visually impaired or blindness i wanted to well we very rarely talk about disabilities yeah. or people with disabilities mm-hmm. or any issues relating to those with disabilities mm-hmm. um, except for when we talk about the og harriet tubman even then a lot of people don't bring up her, her disabilities yeah. so i wanted to since we're talking about this app i wanted to learn something about blindness yeah. or what's been going on with the blind community or black ass blind history yeah and so i had to search a little bit and i found this black woman named martha louise moreau fox she that's a name yeah she lived from 1902 to 1975 martha fox was the primary teacher of the blind at the piney woods country life school in mississippi from 1929 to 1942 that school is important because 
The Piney Woods School was founded in 1909 by Dr. Lawrence C. Jones, who is also a black person, he's a black man, mm -hmm. who started this school to provide vocational and academic schooling for poor black children and grandchildren of slaves in the rural Piney Woods area, which is just south of Mississippi. During the 20s, Dr. Jones became aware that there was no school to educate black children who were blind. Mm -mm. So at that time, he added education of the blind to the school's curriculum okay. so that they were able able to go to school go to school mm -hmm. so there you have it so we skip to we hop to martha louise morrow fox who i mentioned before martha fox graduated from overlook school for the blind at 18 years old so she is a blind woman herself and she was the primary teacher at piney woods country life school in mississippi from 1929 through 1942 she then became the principal in 1951 stayed there until she retired in 1969. But a part of why she's so important is that she was an advocate for students being allowed to enjoy outings mm. into the woods mm. and outdoors so that they could hone their senses of touch, sound, and oh, smell. Okay. Using what at the time were considered to be progressive techniques, she taught students to read braille and mm -hmm. large print and insisted that they learn to be self-reliant and develop careers to ensue they could succeed in making their own way after graduation. What's a part of what's special about her is that teachers from around the county learned and embraced her methods before the civil rights movement, before other laws for the blind and stuff like that. Her oh. curriculum was adopted by quote unquote white schools for the blind in the late 40s. Mm -hmm. So this is a black woman who kind of changed the way that blind students she, were learning around the, the country. Yeah. Wow. So that's Martha Louise Moreau Fox. Mm hmm. So libations to her. Yes, libations. And libations to Dr. Lawrence C. Jones for founding the school. Yes. So be sure to like get the Be My Eyes, Be My Eyes app. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a really good app. And it really made me feel and I know it's not about me and I don't mean to censor myself, but it just made me feel good to help someone. Mm -hmm. You know. So yeah, get the app. What I also want to say okay. is because we know that we on this show rarely discuss folks with disabilities. Yeah. If you have anything that you wanna add, or if you have a story that you wanna highlight as it relates to disabled, disabled folks, folks, let us know. Do that, yeah. Hit us up. Totally. Hit us up, we're open to that. And we wanna make sure we're inclusive of that experience. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. So Jay, Yo. you wanna pay some black women? Yes, let's get into pay black women. So, you want to tell the people what Pay Black Women is? Yes, Pay Black Women is a segment where we highlight black and indigenous women who either own a business and we want you to patronize them, have an organization and we want you to donate money, or they're just a black and indigenous woman who needs your money. Um, That's right. And we highlight that here. Absolutely. Yes. So, what's today's Pay Black Women? When you, when you mentioned a black or indigenous woman who needs your money... Quick note, this mm -hmm. is not today's Pay Black Women, but I'm going to still put the link to it in the show notes. Go ahead, do it. Jasmine, my little sister and number one TV Queen and Jay listener. Pay Black Women, yes. Yes. This is a yeah. part of the segment. She's Don't. raising yes. money so that she can go to school for real estate or get her mm -hmm. real estate certification mm -hmm. in North Carolina. So she's raising money for that. I'm going to put the link to the show notes. That's a Pay Black Women. I'm going to put woman. the link to that, yep, in the show notes. You can cash app her if you feel like it. Some backstory, she is living with stage four breast cancer. Yeah. She is trying to make more money. She is no longer on whatever assistance they give you when you're going through um, chemo and stuff like that. She's uh -huh. no longer on that assistance. She has five kids 
and she would like to make more money. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to better herself and go to whatever real estate school is. Give her your money. Give her your money. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that that's out of the way, I remember that. Shout out to Jasmine. Mm -hmm. This week's paid black women is Katrina Wisdom Charles. And she makes jewelry and watches under Pieces of Wisdom. That's the name of the company. She has an Etsy shop. The jewelry is a lot of bamboo earrings wrapped in fabric. So they come in different colors, oh, which is really okay. cute. I know those. I'm a big fan of those. We love bamboo yeah. earrings here at Tea with Queen and J podcast. So these come in all different colors. She does bamboo, um, like the circular ones. She does them little rectangular ones. What's the sign? What's the shape? Give me this fucking name of that shape. What's the shape when it's like that? I can't think of it. A hexagon? Oh. I don't know. Meanwhile, she'd be like, that's a rhombus. Okay. Um, <laughs> a trapezoid. Oh, is it? Yeah. Trapezoid is a skirt. That's how I remember trapezoid. Oh, okay. Got it's it. Thanks. Yeah. So she makes the trapezoid bamboo <laughs> earrings and she does one in the shape of Africa with the print mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so it's cute. Look into those. She has a shop on Etsy. Her Instagram is at pieces of wisdom 21. Check that shit out. It says jewelry and watches. I don't know if she also makes watches and other stuff, but she does more than just earrings. Mm-hmm. I think those are just the ones that I was attracted to. Yeah. But um, check that shit out, yo. Word. Sounds great. And thank you to whoever submitted pieces of wisdom. Thank 21. you. We appreciate you. Yes. I'm just trying to figure out why rappers haven't done something with the word trapezoid yet. Like... Oh, wow. It's healthy real estate there. You're on to something. That might be the name of the new studio, the Trapezoid. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Trapezoid. I like that. Okay. We're on to something. We're on to something. Include that in your panel. In your panel on science <laughs> that you're doing at work it right now in this moment. Oh, yeah, right now. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Include it. I'll say it now. Include it. I'll let them know. All right. Are you ready for the pit? Yes. Let's get into the pit. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. The pit. So I'll explain to our listeners. Okay. What the pit is. Yes. The pit is where we throw the people, places, and things that try to take away from our black joy. Mm-hmm. We throw them in there. They stay in there forever, Rod. Oh man. And they don't come out. Okay. Okay. And stop asking us to take out Don Lemon, listeners. Oh, y'all do be asking stop. us to take out He's Don Lemon there. from the. Yeah. Never forget. I don't know. I'm trying he to think of. He was on CNN with a nigger sign. <laughs> with a what? With a sign that said nigger. That happened? Yes. Oh, my goodness. All I know is that. Talking about can white people say nigger? Like, no. Oh, that's right. Why are you doing that, sir? Antagonizing black folks yes. during Ferguson, saying ridiculous shit. Never. I don't yeah and the whole time you was a black gay man but you were still doing that I don't know do I forgive him can he come no in? we can forgive yeah but you gotta stay in the you pit gotta stay there I don't know what would we'll what throw would, him a sandwich of course <laughs> give us some water of course I don't know what you would, gotta think about what he did what would let him come out I don't I don't know yeah I, I'm I, I don't I'm not ever gonna forget him antagonizing black folks during <laughs> Ferguson that's that's just yeah, not gonna happen. No. That's not gonna happen. Mm. But anyway, so Don Lemon is in the pit. Yes. Or Don Lemon. Remember that foolishness? Lamont. Some people call me Don Lemon. Okay. Yeah, so he stays in there. Yes. So I my pit this week is 
women's empowerment. Oh shit! You said women's empowerment. I said women's but empowerment. But you're a woman. I know, right? And you want us to be empowered? Don't I? How can you throw that in a pit? Yeah. Th- Thank you. You sound like people we know. So, all right. So I'm throwing women's empowerment in the pit this week Mm -hmm. because while I feel like there are a few good initiatives that cover women's empowerment, I feel like there's something patriarchal about the concept of empowering women without discussing what's oppressing us. Exactly. Right? So... Or discuss without discussing or addressing. So white supremacist patriarchal capitalism exists. Patriarchy is a key word in that. And there are folks of all races that help to uphold white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. capitalism. Mm. And I think that you can't address like me believing in myself and like me doing better financially and shit like that without acknowledging that these are not i don't have low self-esteem or lack of confidence because that's just how bitches are you know what you i'm was, saying because you woke up like this because i woke up like this or no. because i'm a woman like mm. i'm not making you know 57 cents to 68 cents on the white man's dollar, dollar because i don't know how to make a whole dollar yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i'm doing that because we live in an oppressive system of white supremacist patriarchal yes. capitalism Tell them, friend. and every day is a struggle to break even to yeah. come out on top to do better or whatever and so i think sometimes a lot of women's empowerment is telling me what women need to do and who pull I... Up your, it's like pull up your bootstrap yeah, politics. Who I need to be... And we don't need that shit. Right, to succeed. What kind of respectable woman do I need to be? Mm-hmm. How do I... Even when it comes to like relationships. Okay, how do I have to be so that a man is not doing what he does and treating me like garbage? Mm-hmm. Who do I have to be at work so that I get the promotion? What do I have to say so that people believe me? Like all of these things mm-hmm. that are affected and influenced by the oppression that we're experiencing from the outside world, mm-hmm. the external forces. They're, they're, it's like as if they're, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. but it's as if they're putting all the responsibility on right. the individual. Right. And that is not what the problem is. The problem right. is not the individual. It is the society that we live in. And um, that is what we should be addressing, mm-hmm. not the individual and how that individual has to do all of these things to counter and resist Mm -hmm. the fucking system that's not how it works or even when people that's trickle up effect yeah no that's trickle down effect whatever and that's not gonna work we don't want any Mm -hmm. even when yeah trickle down even when people describe feminism as women's empowerment that is awkward because that's not what this is we're trying to dismantle the system of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism if you're doing feminism correctly which would be intersectional feminism womanism or black feminism that's inclusive right we're trying to dismantle those systems i'm not trying to replace the white man i don't want to do that nobody should be trying to be a white man because the way they live is dirty Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like the the structure when i say white man i'm talking about the structure the system and so the man the man the man (laughs) we need to eliminate that system that's the goal that's what we're doing yeah and then i'm not trying to empower myself exactly i think there are elements of like yes we have to we have to re-educate ourselves into loving 
who we are because every day we're told that we're nothing, be quiet, nobody's talking to you, don't speak unless spoken to, be happy, smile, pretend, cater, serve. We're told to do those things every day. And so there's there's uh, like unlearning that yeah. needs to be taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like within that unlearning, if we don't talk about why we have to unlearn, it's just this burden of, oh, you're not enough. It's just like more yes, of yes. you're not enough. You're not doing enough. It makes women, again, like one dimensional. Like there's only one right. piece of us. So like a part of me and Jay's resistance does it empower us? Yes. But it fucking makes me tired. Mm-hmm. It fucking, like, we're broken heart. You know, like, there's a lot of other mm-hmm. pieces, and it's not just an empowering space right. for me to exist every fucking day. That shit is fucking work. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people just list it or just say it as women's empowerment, it seems like it's just the highlights. It seems like it's just the good parts. It seems like it's just the successful pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, this shit is active, fluid work that isn't always rewarding. Most of the time it is not. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing with like this woman empowerment. Do these things and life will be better. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Resistance is fucking hard and resistance doesn't mean that your life is going to be better. Exactly. It doesn't mean that. Exactly. And it also dismisses and kind of, I feel like, shames women for feeling bad about like when they have to be confident yeah. or when they have to put themselves mm-hmm. out there because we have been trained and taught that we are not supposed to speak up for ourselves, that we're supposed to cater to male fragility mm-hmm. and white fragility, that we're supposed to shrink ourselves. Because we've been taught to do those things, there are times when we have to stand up for ourselves and it's physically uncomfortable. Yeah. There are times when we need to say things that are uncomfortable to say and it physically hurts because we everything in our being is feeling a ways against it yeah. because we were told never do that, mm-hmm. never say that, never be that. You know what I'm saying? And so if we're not talking about the reasons why we're feeling so uncomfortable exactly. with stepping out, resisting, being our full ass selves, stepping into our truths and shit like that, it adds this added level of shame of, well, I don't know why I feel so uncomfortable with this Mm -hmm. or this is hard or I know it shouldn't be hard for me to say this, but it feels hard or whatever. It's this added level, added level of shame where if we talk about the oppression, if we talk about the white supremacy, if we talk about the patriarchy, if we talk about the things that are trying to suffocate us, then as we are trying to liberate ourselves, we won't feel this constant shame. We won't feel this. It's like yoga. It's like people who beat themselves up for like not getting the positions right. It's a practice. You know what I'm saying? You don't, it's not a competition. You don't have to like do everything perfect. Resistance is a practice. Mm -hmm. We're leaning into it. We're learning. We're unlearning shit. We're retraining ourselves. We're building ourselves up like yoga is not gonna feel comfortable right it's not right change does not happen in comfort it just doesn't it just never does and if we don't talk about why it's making it us feel uncomfortable and the external forces that have done that to us then it just brings on this added level of guilt and burden that everything is supposed to be on us and that you know it's our responsibility to fix Everything. everything and that's not what it is it's not on top of that it's also with women's empowerment this false sense of like and we've talked about this before that i have to agree with everything another woman does no. or else i'm trying to tear her there down that one, i can't be i can't critique another, another woman, woman that i can't make a joke 
I don't like some women. Right. And it ha- like that doesn't mean that I'm not for a woman. Mm-hmm. There's bitches I don't like, but I don't think she should have equal rights. Yeah. I think she should have equal opportunity, but mm-hmm. I don't like that bitch. Right. You know, like right. it doesn't mean that. Yeah. I, that's annoying mm-hmm. when I am in conflict with a person who's a woman and it's like, but I thought you was about, no, I don't like her. Yeah. And I don't have to like her, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like, mute her of of course what she should have of course or even with women we like because the notion of women is that we are um this this the this term that i hate this misogynistic term caddy or that we are constantly in conflict and hating on other women there are times when we're either teasing our friends or we're joking yeah. or whatever and And people will take it like "Uh oh why you say that like if i'm if i'm not if if I'm not constantly saying, oh, that woman is great. She's great. They're great. Shout out to them. Then They're you're great. A hater. Th- then I'm a hater. You're a hater. There's no in between. Dudes can like, they can make jokes on each other. They can tease they each can other. They can laugh. They each roast. Other, they laugh about it. And then be it. each other's best man at a wedding. Be best friends. Uh, uh, That's it. But if women do that, then it's like, oh, I heard what you were saying about such and such. You must hate them. It must uh, be some ish, ish, ish uh, whatever. Because it's like, I have to, I have to constantly perform. It's performative. Uh, I have to perform how in love I am with other women in order for people to think that I'm empowering the people that I love right it's and it's it's I'm not performing for anybody if I already fuck with you I already fuck with you yeah that's it there's no need for For a performance performance. to show it's like trying it's like people who believe we need to show the white man something we need to show the white man that Mm -hmm. we're different or whatever a part of my liberation and me liberating myself is that I don't need to show a man a woman anybody that I am a certain type of woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a free ass black woman. I'm fucking free. I don't Mm -hmm. need to perform the opposite of whatever you think a woman is. Yeah, because I does this. This is what I do. This is what it does. So yeah, women's empowerment. That doesn't mean that there aren't things that are labeled women's empowerment that aren't good. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there are um, women's empowerment, like folks who use that label and have initiatives that are helpful. But I think it's just something that we should be thinking about a little bit more and not using as a blanket term for everything. And I don't think that feminism is women's empowerment. A lot of women's empowerment for me, there's a lot of capitalism tied to it. Yes. So I'm usually just turned off by it. It's sparkly. It's shiny. Yeah. And it's like the highlight reel. Yes. And and I don't know. Mm -hmm. This shit is not easy. This shit is I'm resisting every fucking day. And my resistance may be empowering for me and for other people yes but i'm not living thinking about women's empowerment i'm living thinking about me living Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how can i make my life better Mm -hmm. so i'm going to resist and resist and resist you know yeah it's like oh the other thing lastly i think is that like none of us are free if all of us aren't free yeah right so when you talk about my feminism or my black feminism, my womanism. When you talk about it as women's empowerment, part of it feels like if you are a non someone who identifies as something other than a woman, part of it feels like you are again putting all the responsibility on me. Like you're not involved in this. Yeah. Like you are distancing yourself from my liberation mm-hmm. because that's something that we're doing over there. That that's women empower women's empowerment over there, there. Yep. that y'all are doing. Mm-hmm. Also, there are times when inst- again instead of addressing. There are times when men think they are doing women's empowerment by writing books on fucking dating, how to fucking... You need to shut up. Date like a man or whatever the fuck. Be a woman. What is that shit? Think like a man. Date like a... I don't know. It was garbage. Some shit like that. 
right? That's that's sold to women and sold as like a women's empowerment kind of thing. Stuff. Well, it's that's that capitalism word. kind of stuff, and it's also not addressing the patriarchy at so all. we're just not going to address any of the patriarchy that's affecting and suffocating women it's all your fault right it's yours. so men men who are looking to tell and teach women things deconstruct decolonize destabilize and resist against the patriarchy talk to your brothers talk to your boys talk to your guy friends yeah. talk to men write whole ass books about Talking how men them. should change. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's so fucking annoying. Do that shit. Yeah. Another thing that, since we're now talking about the gaze of men and women empowerment, mm-hmm. is that everything a woman, like, there's this contingent of men who think that anytime a woman does anything in resistance or like, not even resistance, but like something that is like freeing, mm-hmm. is women's empowerment. So like, let's say I'm a woman who... um post sexy selfies on instagram because it makes me feel like you know whatever like that the umbrella of which they think woman empowerment is is like just because that's something that empowers her Mm -hmm. doesn't mean this is a woman empowerment movement you know like like they think everything a woman does is some it's like we're not a yeah like we're not a monolith so like anything a woman does is like oh that's a part of that woman empowerment stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like no she wanted to do whatever she wanted for herself that's Mm -hmm. her thing that's not like something that is for all women or like right. she's advocating for all women to do and you know men like to do that a lot like that's why mm. I, that's why i don't fuck with that woman empowerment shit because she think that because fucking niggas is da-da-da. like that's her life that's mm-hmm. that what is what does what she do have to do with the whole and what women are trying to resist right f- from mm-hmm. it's just men are just stupid they're garbage they're trash yeah we don't need you in the space if you're not gonna like you said address patriarchy mm-hmm. like don't talk about it don't say what it is keep don't our names keep out, out your mouth. mouth like leave it alone mm-hmm. you know so that gets on my nerves too mm-hmm. all right i think we did a show okay we did yes we want you all to remember we're yes, doing a live, live show, show. De- december 10th with wnyc the podcast mixtape we want you to be there it's happening at the green space in nyc we're going to leave the link to that in the show notes mm-hmm. we want to see you there if you have questions or whatever hit us up in our t-mail tweetwithqueenandj at gmail.com all that good stuff be sure to follow us on the social meds at you love saying it you've been saying it for years now i resisted it it has not been years year perhaps a year year now okay fine mm-hmm. we're on instagram and twitter at t with qj we're on facebook and tumblr t with queen and j you can check out our website t with queen and and as i just said you can send us t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com subscribe if you've listened if you got to this part you probably enjoy this podcast so subscribe whatever platform you're using mm-hmm. make it official subscribe follow do the damn thing that's right if you want to advertise with us send us t-mail yep. if you want to shit on us kindly like with constructive criticism send us t-mail if, if you, you want to if you want to pay us to do some shit yes if you want to pay us mm-hmm. to teach a class on dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism or anything else you've heard us talk about that you think we'd be good at talking about hit a bitch up that's right hit us up if you want us to be on your panel hit us hit us up hit us up hit us up please as always leave us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts or wherever else you can review this podcast and we will read it on the show we have some reviews that we're gonna read in an upcoming show so be sure to leave us your review add your review to that shit and we will get to it we appreciate you for that yes 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 all right hashtag black lives matter 
hashtag tea with QJ, hashtag say her name, hashtag pods in color, hashtag disability to white. Spoonie chat. Trans lives matter. Stop killing trans women. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Why I stayed. You okay, sis? You okay, sis? You okay, sis? Tea with Queen and J. Mm-hmm. Tea with QJ. Yep. Pod in. Pods in color. In a whole uprising. Marsha's Plate, Bag Ladies, Unpacked BG, Queer Walk Pod, Queer Walk, Sexually Liberated Woman, Mm -hmm. For All Nerds, Talking Shit. This podcast was created, hosted, produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support from Sam Riddell and engineering by Josh, aka Faze Funk. Bye. Peace out. I'm glad you brought it up because I've been dying to talk about it for a fucking hot minute. 